So welcome everyone to our latest RNI Soundbites podcast. I'm Paul Seidel, I'm counsel in the RNI team in London. I'm Nick Lamazrier, a partner in the restructuring and insolvency team in London. Maybe a sort of a trend that we've noticed over the last sort of few years in restructurings, and that's the use of Holco Pick. Um, so Nick, I mean, did you want to tell us about, first of all, I guess, well, what is Holco Pick? Um, yes, thanks very much, Paul. Um, so Holco Pick or payment in kind debt is not a fixed concept, but there are broadly four common themes. It is, borrowed by a whole, it is borrowed by a holding company, not a member of the OPCO group, nor the main borrower of third-party external debt. There is no recourse to the OPCO group itself or the main borrower, although it will vary as to whether the Holco pick is secured. If it is secured, for example, by a share pledge, care will need to be taken as to how this interacts with the security for the OPCO recourse debt, including any single point of enforcement. There is no cash pay interest, with interest generally capitalising periodically, which for obvious reasons means it can get very expensive. And it is also debt, not equity, although it can have equity-like features and is normally designed to capture cash flows that would otherwise go to equity. Okay, and so, I mean, are there any trends that we're currently seeing with use of Holco Pick and restructurings? Um, yes, there are. Um, Holco Pick has been part of debt structures and the restructuring landscape for many years. It's particularly been a feature of debt for equity swaps. However, we are seeing an increase in its use, with recent examples including Hilding Anders, Low and Play, Hema, Lecter, and New Look, to name a few. So why do you think it is that we're, we're sort of seeing more examples? We think this is for a number of reasons, but at its core it comes down to, to, to four broad themes. Liquidity, leverage or over-leverage, incentivization, and the nature of the participants in any given restructurings. So taking these in turn in a bit more detail. Some holdco picks have been used to raise new liquidity. It does not overlever the operating business, and while it does eat into equity returns, it may be preferable to other options, particularly from an existing creditor perspective, where liquidity constraints mean no new equity is available. We have, for example, seen this used in the energy and infrastructure play space, where future equity returns are projected to be sizable, but there is no appetite ability for new equity to put in money now when there is an immediate liquidity need. In terms of deleveraging, swapping OPCO recourse debt for Holco pick results in immediate reduction in cash pay debt and OPCO leverage, but does not require creditors to become shareholders. This then feeds into the question of the nature of the creditors involved. Holco pick may be more attractive to CLOs and banks than straight equity. Equity can bring regulatory issues and consolidation risk. It is, a co it is common for these types of investors not to be able to ascribe value to equity, and there is often a general allergic reaction to equity from certain investors. Holdco pick can also minimise the need for creditors to recognise losses or fully provision, as there isn't a complete debt write-off. This can be particularly appealing to banks and CLOs. Holdco pick can also be used in, as an incentive to get otherwise out-of-the-money creditors to support a given restructuring, as it gives them some ongoing skin in the game. This isn't necessarily limited to junior creditors, as many debt for equity swaps, for example, will include conversion of an unsustainable part of the senior debt. However, Holco pick is not always a silver bullet. It can store up problems for the future. Okay, so just picking up on that last point, if you want to unpack that maybe a bit, why do we think it's not a silver bullet going forward? So all of the previous reasons given for the growth of, of Holco pick make sense. And in the right circumstances, it's definitely a, a viable and important option. However, there is another side of the coin to each of these issues. Firstly, there is a risk that its use just postpones the company undergoing a proper balance sheet restructuring, i.e. the Holdco pick is of hope value only. 
This failure to properly grasp the nettle means that non-performing debt still clogs up bank balance sheets and impedes more realistic provisioning and capital treatment. It, is, it also isn't necessarily always the answer from a CLO perspective, as it may, for example, still not satisfy eligibility criteria and can limit reinvestment options. From a company perspective, it may also um, complicate discussions with equity, who whilst unable to put in sufficient new equity may be important for other reasons, such as management or sector or operating expertise. And finally, Holdco Pick may act as a clog on a future restructuring or exit as it makes new equity or new equity-linked liquidity more difficult and will still need to be dealt with in the future unless there is a dramatic improvement in the underlying business and may make structuring an exit, for example via a sale or otherwise, more difficult. Therefore, the use of Holco Pick needs to be considered on a case-by-case -case basis, lest it defaults become, to becoming part of a toolbox for amender pretends, mainly aimed at putting off difficult decisions rather than a genuine attempt at implementing a more suitable and sustainable capital structure. Okay, so I guess it can solve some problems, but it will give rise, rise to new ones. Exactly. <laughs>